hello and welcome to the 2017 edition of this AFL Life. I'm Alison Smirnoff and I'm joined by Aster O'Connor, Darcy Vessio. G'day guys. <laughs> and Julia Kiera. How are we going team? Well, thanks Al. Great. We'd just like to set the scene before we begin. Um, Aster forced us all to come here at 6 because she had to rush off and then she decided to rock up at 6.45 and she's in a stinking mood. <laughs> in my defence, it was 6.43. But good on you, Dars. It's great I'm to see you. Getting I'm daggers. You. <laughs> yeah. The Carlton Bulldogs rivalry is already it's happening. It's, it's happening. Please don't crush me. I'm sensing a lot less warmth now that you've had however mm. many weeks in your Sorry guys, separate I'll team I'll just have colours. to stop you there. I'm getting a phone call. Oh. Um, <laughs> can we just hit pause? Pause. Um, no, just joking. But she I actually is. I'm like, guys, <laughs> I have to apologise. Punctuality apparently is a, it's a trait of elite, you know, standard. So clearly, I'm not there yet. <laughs> Still got a way to go. So, so in in the lead up to this uh, inaugural AFLW season, this AFL Life is going to take on a slightly different format. Uh, Darcy and Asta going to be fairly preoccupied. So Julia and I are going to keep the show rolling along week to week. We're going to bring you match reviews and previews week to week. Uh, and we've also been speaking to some AFLW footballers over the last couple of weeks. And we'll bring those to you over the next few weeks. What are we? Well, we're going to talk to you today <laughs> as well. We're not special. Yeah, I, haven't, I haven't had a call up for an interview yet. What's going on? other ones. Yeah. Just the big names. Just the yeah, big names. That's fair. But in all honesty, you guys, how is training going? No. Nah, blues? Yeah, it's been really good. Um, I feel like I'm learning heaps every mm-hmm. session, so I've really been enjoying it. Yeah, right. How about you? It's going good, thank you. Over, I don't know how you felt, but over Christmas when there was that little break, mm-hmm. you almost miss everyone, you're sort of like, yeah. you, wanna, you wanted to sort of keep training yeah. like, and going to the club and whatnot. Yeah, you, yeah, you've become friends with everyone. Yeah. I was yep. like, oh, I miss these guys. So you've had a couple of months to sort of, and I sort of felt like we were in our routines and, mm. you know, all that kind of thing, and then I was like, oh. Christmas. Yeah. So. And, yeah. And when you're asked to do running sessions on your own, it's you're like, different, oh, bring training back. Yeah, definitely. So, <laughs> yeah. and knowing you guys and having Tenille Hay at the helm, you would have had some nasty ones. In yeah, there. we don't call her Tenille, we call her T-Pain. So. Oh, that's good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's what she's known. No, yeah, no. Yeah, no, that's fair. But, um, yeah, so it's been good to be back. What, we started the first week of Jan. Yep. That's it's been good. pretty good. I'm actually trying to get some lingo going. Down at the club. So. Lingo. Well, I don't know how you guys go, but you know, like when you come in, you're like, good work, doggies, or good work, dogs, or bullies, or like, what do you say? Because it's bullies. No, nah, so I'm changing it. What are you changing? On your it? pups. Huh? What about you, Dars? What do you guys say down at the Blues? Um, I say, on your bagger. On Just your bagger. On your bagger. <laughs> um, <laughs> Actually, I've been calling people dogs as well. Just, oh, just, just generally? <laughs> just, yeah, yeah. Just Is that because you want to come to the Bulldogs? Or? Maybe. I don't know. I just tack on dog at the end of people's <laughs> names. I feel like it's a good way to build rapport quickly. Dog yeah. or dog? Dog. You dig? Yeah. Can I ask, how is the mighty Darabin Falcons, how are they tracking throughout pre-season? Well, we're on break at the moment, but the we'll come back in a, in a couple of weeks. But it's been actually great. There have been lots of new players. Obviously, um, there's a lot of excitement in the community about women's footy. So there are girls that have just decided this is their time to come down. Yeah, so it's been typical 
pre-season in lots of running and mm. uh, on, on very hot nights and stuff. But, no, it's been a great bunch of girls and lots of fun. So I'm looking forward to it coming back in a couple of weeks. So you don't miss us at all or...? It doesn't feel like there's a big gaping hole in your heart. (laughs) There is. Surely. There is in mine. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Well, do I miss – well, the thing is, every time I go onto any social media, all your faces are there all the time. So I don't feel like I haven't seen you. Do you see you all the time? You're sick of us, is that what you're saying? (laughs) (laughs) It's nice. Bit of breathing space. (laughs) Um, But having said that, it's – the silver lining of um, the AFLW girls being away is that it means that, you know, other players have to rise up and lead the group. And so we, those players are getting that opportunity. So I'm just looking at the positives despite the huge hole in my heart because you're not here. <laughs> it was funny driving down to AH Cap tonight. I was like, oh, I haven't done this drive for a while. <laughs> I actually really miss the place. So, but... Can I just say I've learnt something. What have you learnt? Obviously, we, within our AFLW teams now, we're teammates with girls from other VFL sides. Apparently, they all call this ground, they call it AH Crap. <laughs> I didn't know that. I was devastated. So, Ellie Blackburn, if you're listening. Mm. <laughs> mm. But, you um, know who you are. What's, um, what, what's your training regime been like? Is it a step up from what you've ever experienced before? thousand percent um i think just having so many people working for you and with you just changes everything like Mm. you don't go through a training session without someone talking to you about something you can improve on the sessions are really structured just because someone's working full-time on what Mm. your sessions look Mm. like and everything like that um but i've loved it like i think it's just such a whole experience from like the sessions you do on the ground to the stuff you do off the ground as well learning about all different things that do affect on the field too Mm. yeah it's really different to vfl or community level football which i think obviously it's a big step up Mm. um and remembering though it's still part-time so you're not at the club every day it's three days a week and you're sort of you're there after work so you go in and do your player prep which is something that I guess we don't have the resources at community level to offer. So you're with your physio, your podiatrist, you're getting a massage, all those sorts of things, which is amazing. You're doing your injury prevention work. So you're putting a lot of time into your preparation and, and that sort of thing. And some girls have had experience in that before. Mm. And I think a lot of the Darabin players have had a taste of that. But then there's other girls from other clubs or from other sports that might not have experienced that. So it's it's good watching them learn and whatnot. But yeah, we have a team meeting every you know, every day or every session. And I mean, Jane's an amazing coach, but it's, she's often, you know, she's the one out there running everything. Yeah. Whereas you're out on the ground at your AFLW club and there's six, seven, eight people around you. And like Dar said, so you just have more eyes watching, which is always helpful to to give you feedback so you can Mm. work on different things. And Um, I suppose it's that instant feedback too, when you're actually in the act of doing it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, It's definitely a step up. And then, for us, and I'm not sure how other clubs are structured, but because of time restraints, um, because it is a part-time sort of competition at the moment, we go in and do our weights straight after training. So it's quite exhausting. You sort of arrive, do all your prep, go to your meeting, you're out on the track for an hour and a half, two hours, and then you've got to get yourself back up and hop into the gym and, and do all your weights. So it's a big effort and we adjusted like with our eating and whatnot because it's a good three to four hours of training. 
Mm. It's longer than a game. Mm. So the first the first one I probably didn't think about it enough and I just fell off a cliff and got the hangries and <laughs> it wasn't fun in the gym. <laughs> <laughs> but we <laughs> were able to to make some slight changes and you just chuck down a couple of bananas or whatever before you hop in the gym and you're right to go. So little things like that that you learn as you go as yeah. well. Yeah. It's different in a way too, Al, that usually we're training in eight degree weather with rain coming in sideways. Like not that fun mm. whereas this is like nice and sunny and everyone's up and about so so that's been enjoyable and you really look forward to a nice bath yeah mm. so how is it kind of dealing with all the unknowns been talking to a few people about this although you're all experienced footballers you've been playing footy for a long time this is actually new for everyone so everyone's in the same boat to some extent so how are you dealing with that yeah you just sort of I guess you learn as you go and you can only be what you've experienced. So I think people in our group are really comfortable to be themselves. And if you're not sure about something or, you know, we have a lot of girls that haven't done lots of weights or so you see the likes of Katie Brennan and Libby Birch who are really experienced in the gym helping them out. So I, I don't know what it's like at Carlton, but you sort of, mm. it's you're definitely in it together. And we will, we would have regular sessions where we sort of sit down and talk about how's everyone going, what's it feeling, like, rah, rah, that kind of thing. So our welfare and well-being is front of mind because it is new and that can that can be quite I guess daunting and cause a bit of anxiety so yeah we sort of go through it together but it's fun as well like it's it's not a bad problem to have Mm. I know a lot of girls and speaking to other clubs as well like just the time constraint so you're working and and whatnot I think I probably underestimated how much it would impact because you don't just go to training and train. Like, you're thinking about it all day. You're mm. preparing with what you're eating or else. So, it is really – it's a sort of mm. – it's a round-the-clock type investment of your time. So, yeah. Yeah. What about you, Dust? Yeah. Um, I feel like, yeah, everything's been, like, so unknown for a while now. So, <laughs> I think we're getting used to it, just walking in the dark and just seeing how it goes. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I think everyone's just embracing it at the moment. Like, it's – just so exciting to be in the space and not knowing what's going on um isn't too bad I feel like I'm that's my life pretty much like I never (laughs) organize anything or plan ahead so it's just like a normal a normal day for me but um yeah I think all the girls just love it and just because we're learning so much and because everything so far has turned out really well I think we probably have a lot of trust in what the AFL is doing and and how it'll sort of turn out in the end but um yeah I think it's just all been good really Mm. good so far and the coaches and the support staff are really aware of what people might be worried about so they just try to support us through that and Mm. not try to be too crazy I was having a chat with the SNC staff and the physios and they're like we've never seen in their time in footy like a group of people who are that excited and pumped about pre-season it's like hey here's 7k worth of sprints yay (laughs) that doesn't that doesn't often happen but (laughs) everyone yeah like there is a buzz and you'd almost say like we're in a little bit of a honeymoon phase as Mm. well Mm. like it's pretty amazing yeah but come week to week game time like you know losing games of footy is hard so I think that'll definitely change where not um you know everyone will still be enjoying themselves and whatnot but yeah. when it starts getting into the win yeah. loss and like the reality of how it feels when you're on a plane and you've just lost mm. you've got to live in that and i think that will change a lot of girls mm. perceptions and whatnot and the pressure of 
the public watching that as well. Yeah, it being reported about and then yeah. you, you don't just put that game behind you. You have to review it and watch yep. what you did wrong. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think we'll see a lot of girls making appointments for spray tans when they know they're on the Channel 7 telecast, <laughs> like if they've got a Saturday night game in the fixture. You reckon Asa, first four in a row? Yeah. It's going to be big. It's a pretty good draw for the doggies, isn't it? Yeah, how'd that happen? Oh, I'm not sure. Um, <laughs> I'll tell you one thing, though. We are not in Melbourne when Adele plays. Uh, so, seriously, I, you know... You I had still nothing going to on about this. No, I had nothing to do with the fixture, but even though people think I did. If I had have had my way, I would not be in bloody Canberra <laughs> when Adele's playing here in Melbourne. Mm. Oh, how unfortunate. She's probably not worried that you're not going to be there. She's probably thinking she'll find someone else like you. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. I've missed that. <laughs> I do miss you, mate. I miss this. <laughs> I miss you too. Yeah. If, okay, let's play a game. <laughs> it's if, not. If there was one person who you could pluck out of AFLW and pop them into your Carlton side, who would it be? I sense this is a trick question with only one correct answer. Yeah. Um. <laughs> no, not at all. No, so based on their football ability, but then also what they potentially could bring to the group. Oh. I'll just I'll go first. Mind you. Oh, I don't yeah. <laughs> okay. The pressure has not been lifted. On no, I'm interested <laughs> to know who your person would be. <laughs> Asa, do you not see how you're framing this? <laughs> no, I don't want you to feel like it's framed like that. Well, I'd say you're probably the one person who I'm most scared to play against. No, no, don't <laughs> answer it like that. Like if you could have <laughs> no, like no, be serious. Tapping, <laughs> tapping, tapping my arm, like shoulder. hey, come on. Be but if you could now. have like Daisy Pierce at your club or Mel oh, Hickey or Cara mm-hmm. Donellan or you know those superstar players that are out there, yeah, who would you bring across? Oh. Emma King, yeah. Mo Hope, oh. Sabrina, Sabs, yeah, Harris. Who would it be? Be anyone? Kirby Bentley. I don't know. That's a really tricky question. Like I guess having played with some of the girls, like you know them, but they're like I've never played with Cara before. But mm. I've just heard amazing things about her. But I've yep. never had that opportunity to play with her. Yeah, right. So it could be her. But then I've played with Daisy before. And yeah. she's... She's all right. Yeah, she's okay. <laughs> but... Because um, <laughs> I'll just put kidding. it out there. The amazing Gemma Wong from the AFL is hashtag journey to 2018. A long journey for Gemma. But she's oh. looking to get in oh. into a club. So if you've got a spot... Right. I'd take on the Wong. You'd take on the Wong dog? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So, Esther, you've also got your eyes on a round one return I, I read this week. Oh, yeah. Hitting the headlines. Yeah. Yeah. No, so just before Christmas, I officially got signed signed off out yep. of the rehab group. Awesome. Um, which was nice. Pretty no fuss. Just, yep, we don't have to see you anymore. Thanks for coming. So, I was 95% training in the lead up anyway. Um, or, like, sort of November, December. So... Now I just, yeah, I get to do full training and, and all the contact work. So that's pretty fun. Mm. For you. Yeah. Everyone else is. Mm. We, yeah, we may have heard <laughs> a little story way. about the week you were cleared for contact. <laughs> mm. Oh, yeah. About we'll come to um, in a future interview. Yes. Dropping, dropping puppies left, yes. right and centre. Laying some bumps, but... Uh, <laughs> that doesn't sound accurate. Um, <laughs> but no, it's been, it's been fun. Like, you're still... Well, the pups are here. <laughs> the pups have arrived. Who let the dogs out? The cavalry is here. But the no, it's... The cavalry is here. There's still... 
<laughs> but there's still like little bits and pieces that you know in yourself. You're like, okay, you like you're still piecing together, and I still have to be patient. And a big one is not expect too much too soon. But in saying that, like. Anytime you drop a mark or scrub a kick, you like I don't know how you feel, Dust, but you just so. But no, it's it's cool, and yeah, like I'm excited to say that that's done now, yep. and it was what it was, and now I move on. So yeah. So the day the fixture was released, I don't know about you guys, but it was very, very, very exciting for me. I couldn't wait to plug all the games into my diary and work out how I was going to watch every single one or, or be at each one, all the Melbourne games. But um, it's pretty actually unprecedented for women's sport to actually have every single match televised. Like it's unheard of. Has that sunk in for you? I haven't. I've tr- as a player, I've tried not to think about mm. it too mm. much because you just want to focus on the game and not all the noise around it. But when you think about sort of what that means and the enormity... Yeah, it's, it's pretty cool, isn't mm. it? And just having that corporate backing um, is how we go from a level to the next level. Mm. Um, so we talk about becoming full-time athletes. The more coverage that you receive and the more people who go, wow, this is really worth watching and that's how we, we grow. So it's pretty amazing. The guys at Channel 7 and, and even just when you hear about the amount of research and whatnot that's going on behind the scenes by the commentators and the amount of time they're putting into the, you know, how they're going to shoot the different grounds and all those sorts of things. Mm. It's it's pretty cool. So the product you see on telly will be, it'll be top end. Yeah. So it's great. Yeah, I probably haven't put that much thought into it. Yeah, it's pretty amazing to think that, you know, your family, no matter where they are around Australia, can tune in. Um, and yeah, it's just, it's amazing that people can be flicking the channels and we might pop up. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I haven't thought about it overly, but it's yeah, it is amazing. Mm. What about you, JC? Well, being the couch viewer, yeah, it is so exciting because I love watching football anyway, yeah. and so now it's it's just a hundred times more exciting. Mm. Um, you know, there'll be four games of a weekend that you can watch, and also I guess because the season is so short, you really kind of want to watch every single game. You know. Um, mm. To make sure you get your feel, basically. Yeah. Yeah, so I can't kind of wait. I have cleared my diary. Mm. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. Yeah. yeah. But And just, um, I don't know about you, Asa, but I just love watching women's footy. And I find that usually the ones that are on TV, you can't really watch because you're playing. Mm. So it's like, yeah, it's going to be so good, like recording Mm. the other games and stuff and just watching it back and it's like research as well so you like yeah I was gonna say the other thing I'm looking forward to is that um you know there there were so many players taken that I just had never heard of yeah um, and you know that happens every year in you know clubs you're like oh such and such you know Melbourne Uni have such and such a player but you never you never know them until you physically go and see them or you play against them whereas this is going to be like Eight mm. weeks of being able to watch all these girls you've mm. never heard before and actually see what they can do. You'll be able to, you know, to be a good, good quality vision. Yeah. So I feel like at the end of this, we're going to know those 150 girls plus all the mm. people that have already been taken. We're going to know them so much better than anything else, like it, any, any previous year in, in mm. local footy. Mm. Yeah. So that's exciting. Mm. Yeah. And I think there's. I mean, a spin-off then from the broadcast is that Channel 9 are now doing a 
a dedicated women's football program and um you know that's that's mm. pretty amazing in itself and mm. there's just this whole other audience that we will reach um that m- might not have seen it before so mm. hopefully they don't muck up the pronunciation of your name mm. Mm. yeah v- vesico if anyone's yep. <laughs> vesico yeah there's a silent t yeah Vestito. vestico <laughs> <laughs> so julia over the christmas break you caught up with Jess Dalpos, who of course plays for Darabin, but more importantly, at this time of year, she um, was signed to GWS. Um, and yeah, and so you, you caught up with her and had a bit of a chat about how she's going so far. Yeah, so um, Jess was home for the Christmas break, so I thought it was a good time to catch her to see um, how things are going. You know, she's in a unique position um, in that she's moved out of state. You know, there's probably a handful of girls that have done that where they've move from Victoria to the other team. So her experience is different to lots of others. And, yeah, I met with her on Christmas Eve morning. And um, for anyone who uh, is thinking about becoming a AFL women's footballer, before we could start the interview, Jess said that she had to eat her breakfast, which were two soft-boiled eggs eaten with a spoon and nothing else. So if you're looking forward to a life of that... Um, that is not my life. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you that. Do not base Jess Dalpos' diet on – oh, don't don't paint us all with the same brush. Well, I, that was – the sense I got was if you wanted to be a footballer, if I want to – if I'm going to nominate next year, I've got to get used to some googie eggs with nothing else. <laughs> anyway, so it was nice to catch up with Jess and see how she's heading along and how the GWS team is shaping up. So I'm here with Jess Dalpos. Jess, thanks for being on This AFL Life. No problem. So just to set the scene a little bit, it is the morning of Christmas Eve and I'm in Jess's kitchen. Jess is home for the Christmas break where she's been uh, training with the Greater Western Sydney Giants AFL Women's team. Um, and how long have you been up there so far? We've, I think we've only been up there for like probably a month and one week, but it seriously feels like I've been gone for six months. Yeah. So a lot of it's a whole different world. Yeah, completely. And we've, we're all in a certain routine and we do the same thing every day nearly. So it feels like, and I haven't really seen, I've seen my friends once in that time. So it feels like I've been gone for a million years and I have all these new things in my life that I'm trying to get my head around. So thinking about being back here in my family has been like on the back burner. Mm. So now that I'm back home, I'm like, whoa, <laughs> this is how I used to live. Yeah. so long ago. And how... How long of a break do you get? Uh, I think it's 13 days, 14 days. Okay. And then straight back up and yeah. back into it? Straight into so 2K time trial and all like weights testing and all the fun things that you've got to get, it, get out of the way. Yeah. So the guests on this AVO Life uh, usually start with a, so some basic questions. So the first one is, what team did you go for growing up? Richmond. Richmond? Yeah. Forced into it though. And is there, you're still... still God, no. No. <laughs> Not terrible. And who was your uh, footballing hero growing up? It's funny that this is my person. Wayne Campbell was my hero at Richmond. Oh, wow. Because he could kick. <laughs> I loved it. And he stood out in that team. Yep. And he's now in the football department at GWS. Oh. And I see his face every day. <laughs> <laughs> Have you said this to him? Yeah. Oh, wow. And okay. he just blushed and mm-hmm. just thought I got was weird. So I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> 
Fair enough. And what do you love about footy? Obviously, the sport itself is great for health and fitness and all those lovely things. But the the answer that most people give, family and friends. So Mm. it's a community-based sport that my whole family is involved with and it's somewhere that I can express all of my pent-up feelings and (laughs) angers and then have the people that I love be involved. So, yeah. Cool. So... I wanted to kind of talk about the move up. So how many Falcons got picked? 15, 16 Falcons? 15? I think we're sitting on 17 now. After the free agents? Yeah. And you're the only one who's moved interstate. Yeah. Yeah. So what kind of got you over the line to, to to make that plunge? So you got picked up by GWS as one of their priority picks. So you got taken before the draft. Is that right? Yep. Yep. And what, um, what enticed you about moving away? Um, we went on a family holiday for a weekend in Sydney mid-year and I loved it mm. and everyone loves holidays but just the whole weather and the vibe of Sydney I was like this is a really nice place I could see myself living here mm-hmm. and then probably two weeks later when the AFL released the teams involved in the league GWS was one of them and I kind of joked about it to dad when it came out on the day I called him and I was like oh GWS are in could it would it be hilarious if I went there Mm. And then the more that I joked about it, I was like, this is actually a really good idea. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. This is, I could be onto something. So I was speaking to Asta about this and she was like, Dale, you should do it. I think it's a good move for you. And then it, it started. I initiated contact with okay. the club. Yeah. So then it went from there and they just ticked all my boxes in terms of football development. They're gonna, they were going to help me so, sort the move and which they have. So everything was taken care of. And to be able to move away because... We do very good things at Darabin, but sometimes you just got to spread your own wings. Yeah. So I can turn myself into the best footballer I can be. And moving away from the Falcons and forcing myself to do things on my own was yeah. probably the best option. And GWS were awesome. So yeah. it was a bit a no-brainer, to be honest. It does sound like a no-brainer. Um, and in that announcement when you... You were taken, two other Victorians were taken as well in Phoebe Williams, who's been on the show before, and Louise, Louise Stevenson. Stevenson. And did you know those girls? Um, I played a lot of junior football with Louise. So yep. we won a few national champions, yeah, national championships at state level, and we used to play against each other <laughs> in our local league, and we always ended up in the grand final against each other. Yeah. So we've played for a really long time. I've played with Phoebe in, I think, two state tri- uh um, what do you call them? Trips? At State championships? Or? Yeah. yeah. And National championships? Yeah, I've really just been her stepladder for Speckies <laughs> in the home away season. So she's always been, she's, Phoebe's been so approachable all the time. So she, yeah. I feel like she's one of those people that you're like, yeah, I know Phoebe. Yeah, yeah. She's awesome. It's like Asta with a smile on her face. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <It's> on. <laughs> um, yeah, cool. So you've touched on your junior playing career. So you, um, I haven't really seen this in the media about you, but you were a highly decorated junior player. Um, don't roll your eyes. That doesn't translate on radio. Um, <laughs> but yes, you were. So I believe you were also, were you captain of the Victorian team? Yes. For one, one year or two years? One. one. Year. And did you win, did you win the championship that you went to? We did. Yeah, you did. And, um... You also were captain of a Darwin Falcons under-18 team? Yep. Yep. How many years were you captain there? Three. Three? I think. And in three winning years? Yep. Yeah, cool. So I was having a little think about this 
So you had this kind of highly decorated junior career. And I do remember coming to a game where I didn't really know you yet. Um, and I, I don't know where it was, Layla or some like grubby mud field park that you, uh, under 18 team has been scheduled to play on. And you kind of got hip and shoulder and you're on the ground. And then like two seconds later, you were up and like flying for a, a mark that you just landed in and like booted it down the wing on your left foot. And I remember going, <gasps> the youth. <laughs> I had this real like inhalation of oh my god these are such talented players anyway aside from that so you kind of have this junior career where you're at the top in a lot of ways Mm -hmm. and then you come into a senior Darabin team where you're surrounded by you're in a midfield surrounded by the best of the best the best of the best so if we're gonna rattle off names Daisy I don't know her surname. Um, Lauren Arnell, <laughs> Astro Connor is in there. Uh, Kaz Paxman. Kaz Paxman's in there. Uh, Lisa Day's in there. Nick Callanan, Kate Tyndall, Natalie Wood, Sarah Hammond. So girls that have played a lot of football and you go into that team. So you come from being master to being the apprentice. Mm. And then at the same time, you were also in that year coaching your former teammates yeah in the under 18 team so how was that transition awful awful yeah it sucked it was so hard but it was also a little bit of I so I finished all of my junior football turned 18 and graduated high school yeah so I had all this stuff happening at the same time and I probably should have taken a year off footy because it just turned into me doing too many things yeah and I couldn't put the same effort into football that I could previously living under the roof with mum and dad and having a schedule every day Mm -hmm. so that was really hard and it was sort of took the passion out of it for me but Darwin is the greatest club in the whole wide world so it was just sorry TWS (laughs) (laughs) it's the best community suburban club in the whole wide world (laughs) yeah so it's an easy place to rock up to every week no matter what but like getting absolutely pummeled by Hamo and Daisy and stuff after a while I was like why am I even doing this because I'm smaller I'm a noodle child so I was like I'm not gonna get any bigger or taller or stronger maybe Mm. I should just quit Mm. (laughs) because I can't do this and I only know how to play midfield so that was difficult but coaching was super rewarding absolutely loved it and it forced me to be a smarter footballer Mm. on the field as well so that came in handy, but it took me like probably four years, which is a really long time, mm. to actually establish anything on the field in the senior group. I think you're being quite hard on yourself, but is nah. that how you felt? It's how I feel and it's mm. how I, I still look at it. I just dawdled for a really long time and I was happy to dawdle at the time, but now mm. I look back and I get mad. Like you just wasted so much time under those people that, because I learned a lot, yeah. but I feel like I could have learned more. Mm, yeah, yeah. So I think I wasted a lot of really good opportunities and good time to establish better relationships. Right, yeah. Instead of... Because to me, it just sounds like a really kind of uh, mind like confusing time because you just even how your day would run. So on like a Wednesday afternoon, you're there and you're coaching your under 18 team Mm. they were your peers and you're the leader of them and so you still get to be in that position and then 6.30 rocks over and then you come into this Mm. other team where yeah you're the smallest person in this group of 
whatever. So it, yeah, it just, it does sound quite difficult to get your head around that and how, yeah, how you would find your place there. Mm. It was weird coaching because I've still got they're my best friends yeah. in that group. So it was weird telling somebody that's pretty much the same age as me and same experience in football as me mm. that she's got to go and do this or do that. So we, the girls that I coached were awesome and they mm. were just easy to get along with. But I was like, that's really weird telling these people that I've played next to and, mm. and gone into the trenches with how to go about their football now. And then, like you said, six o'clock would roll around I don't think I spoke in the first year that I was at the club. Mm. Like, I'd just nod if someone told me what to do. <laughs> yeah. And that was good because I knew my place. Like, especially when Darcy Vessio came to the mm. club, we would wash the dishes every Friday night dinner mm. and do that stuff, put the gold padding on because that was where you had to earn yeah. respect and you had to do the little things that everybody else at that club had been doing for the last 10 years. Yeah. So it was totally a good experience, but it's just funny I look back on those years and I was, I would stand at the back and not talk. And if someone spoke to me, I'd be like, yes, thank you. I can't do it now. <laughs> and was your dad, Richard Delpos, coaching in that first year? No. No. So it was a tra- transition year where we had uh, Anna McCoy between Peter Searle and Richard Delpos. Yeah, yeah. we covered a few coaches over yes, that we did. short period. Yeah. So it was a bit of a, it was a bit of a strange year anyway, because the team had come out of five years under Pete. Yeah. Um, and then had a change of coach mid-year. Um, it was a bit of a stressful time for yeah, the club. Yeah, it was, it was a stressful time, resulting in a huge pummeling loss in the grand final, of which I all played, <laughs> which is probably yeah. one of my f- worst football memories. I don't know where it sits for you. I uh, remember standing on the wing looking at you guys being like, oh, my gosh, mm. I don't like this. I can't watch this anymore. And I was like, I'm going to get off the field. I've had enough. <laughs> Yeah, I think it was, yeah. I can't actually talk about it. Let's move on. Um, So, okay, so you are an amazing youth girl. You come into the senior women's side. Amazing is generous of you. Mm, No, I remember it. Um, You come into the senior women's side. You're trying to earn your spot, learn, and so on. You're coaching your former teammates in the under-18 team. You You get picked up in the first draft in 2013, to Western Bulldogs, you yep. get delisted the next year and then you work your backside off and get picked up again in 2015 to Melbourne. Yeah, yeah. Yeah? Yeah. And then this year, did you play in the exhibition matches this year? I, no. The last one I played was MCG, Melbourne, Brisbane. Yeah. Ah, right. So the beginning of 2016. And then, so now you're kind of... You've taken this spot in GWS, which, to be fair, is a, a state that's traditionally not a footy state, mm-hmm. um, and it's a bit behind. So you're coming into this team as a as a much more experienced player than perhaps like girls in the state. So you're back being master. You know, <laughs> you've been master, apprentice, master again. But at the same time, I'm sure this is a whole new world for you. So you're coming into the world as being much more experienced, but... You've never played in a AFL football club before. Yeah. So you're learning as well as people are looking to you as being more, as, as having more experience to give. Yeah. Yeah. So there's that balance happening. How's that going? Like, do you feel like you can give instruction to other girls or is it not quite working out in that way? Um, it's really interesting 
because I'm 23 at the moment and I'm so I'm still in that younger to mm. middle age range so I've never to go into a a football team with women mm. not youth girls yeah. and be more of a leader has been new for me and being 23 sometimes it's age doesn't win me anything so I've right. got to go out and earn it and yeah because I've got people that are maybe 10 years older than me in this group so mm-hmm. I've got to really switch on and do all the right things because age will not automatically win me any sort of following mm-hmm. um but it's been ridiculously awesome and a massive learning curve all at the same time because our group is really really diverse so we've got people from WA Canberra Victoria, even some of the New South Wales girls mm. are, re- are really rural. Mm. So we're all relying on each other at the moment to be family and to be that that support base that we have because we're sort of on our own. Mm-hmm. And it's been... I feel like I can walk in and, and give feedback and do all those things, but I think everybody feels like that in our yeah. group. We have no standout single person or leader or leaders, I guess. Yeah. We've got across the board, we're really good with everybody we can all speak freely and openly mm. the first probably three weeks were super frustrating where we're all trying to find the balance of all those things and mm. and who's got what experience because I don't know these people so I have no idea what their football experience is so some people could have played for 10 years but mm. 10 years in a lesser league yes. with not much input or mm. so we've got our rookies in Jess Bibby and Ali Brush they've come from this professional background mm. that is on top of everything so I don't have to worry about that stuff That's with them right. yeah but then like she'll kill me for saying this but Jess Bibby on one of our first training sessions asked me about when was a good time to put her boots on so she's like should I put them inside put them on inside and walk inside or go yeah. outside yeah can I walk on concrete in them yeah. so it's little things like that I'm like wow yeah I actually remember asking that question it's a smart question but I was doing it at a community league in you know yeah yeah because it was a legit question because some of the floors around our base are slippery yeah. so i was like absolutely do not put them inside <laughs> yeah. or on the concrete wait till you're outside yeah so there's all these different little things mm. and coming from darabin where i'm still and i like to be someone that's behind the scenes and not mm. in the limelight it's been weird moving into this where i might be the person with that answers those questions. Yeah. Yeah. So when if something's going on or people don't know what to do, it's usually one of the Victorians at WA that's had the most experience stepping up to answer those questions and be the leader in that position. And I love it. I absolutely yeah. love it. It's the best thing in the whole world. But for every time that I do that, one of the New South Wales girls will be like, that's not how we do things up here. Like. Right. Because it's like our ice baths in Victoria mm. kill you. Like yeah. you've gotten in them, you get sick straight away. So like in the first one, I got up to my hips because I was feeling sniffly. And she was like, get in. What are you doing? Like in New South Wales team, I was like, go on, up to your shoulders. And I was like, no, I'm going to get sick. And she was like, no, you're not. <laughs> I was like, stop being soft. And I was like, yeah. oh, yeah. Yeah. So this is how we do stuff up here because it's a totally different thing. Mm. So it's been really good. And I still have that role where I'm a leader and where I'm a follower. Yes. Yeah. Everyone should do does their whole life yeah yeah (laughs) so it's a good balance at our club because there's no nobody's expected to take the full responsibility of the Mm. group or anything like that but it's been i'm from coming from darabin i'm at an advantage where i know how a good football club runs Mm. and how people 
in and amongst that work together and have good relationships mm. but also I'm used to those people doing that stuff for me and I can yeah. just sit there and, and ride their coattails and do all those things. So it's been interesting when things do go wrong that I'm the one speaking mm. and I'm not used to that. But yeah. I feel like, I'll, like I often think to myself, what would JC say? What would Daisy <laughs> say? Like in this circumstance, mm. what would one of these people that I look up to every day do, say and do? And then mm. I try and do that with my own spin on it. Yeah. So it's been awesome. I feel like yeah. I'm being me. Do you know yeah. what I mean? This is what I've wanted to do for my whole entire life. So I feel like I'm actually living my dream yeah. every day. That's really exciting. Mm-hmm. And I think people take for granted, like, um, you, not everyone knows how to be a leader, especially if you've never been led by someone, like by, been led by someone that you admire or you believe in. Like, you do need to have that model to you in some way. Mm. to then transform it into your own style. But you need to have seen it at some point. I don't think people just come out of the womb or come out of the adolescence but knowing how to be a leader if they've never had that um, happen. So hopefully that's been helpful to then, not just to regurgitate what people have said in the past, but to feel like when there's a pause in the conversation, you know, like, Someone needs to say something, and that someone's me, um, yeah. or that someone could be me, um, and not just let those moments slide or anything like that. Yeah, that it's funny that you say that because I've been watching, like even amongst the group, in the pauses is when, hmm. when the thinking starts, and when especially after we don't get something right, and there's that long when everyone's really tired, that long hmm. pause, and it's the perfect opportunity to say something short, sharp, and be listened to. Yeah. Instead of going into our team meetings and talking for 10 minutes mm. about intensity or whatever. Yeah. Like, you're a footballer. We don't listen to everything in team <laughs> meetings. That's why we play football. Yes. So mm. the pauses in amongst the group on the training track are the best, best time to get your message across. Yeah. So um, you mentioned at the beginning that you were supported with kind of moving up to GWS. So... So you, who do you do you live with other players? So this is the talking point of the team at the moment. <laughs> so we've found a I don't know what to call it. It's like a duplex townhouse, I guess, mm. in Bankstown, very multicultural area of Sydney. And on one side is the five Victorians mm-hmm. that have been picked to stay up there, and on the other half are I think it's five WA girls or four. Mm-hmm. and a couple of Canberra girls. So at any given time, next door has anywhere between six to eight people living there. Yeah. And we started to... We live in Condell Park, a small suburb off Bankstown, and we started... I don't know who coined it, but it's now Condell Crew. Right. Because we do everything together yeah. all the time. There's like 12 cars outside of our, <laughs> our duplex and our house. It's brand new. They're trying to sell it. Love it. It's a great place. Five bedroom on both sides. Like, every time we go to training, we have a new story. Yeah. So people are loving it, and I think the club have really enjoyed seeing Mm. how we live our lives together. So we literally, we go to training together, we eat at the same time, we go to bed at the same time. It doesn't change. We're very boring people. Yeah. The club know us as Condal Crew, so if there's something like... So if there's leftover food at the end of the day, it's just Condal Crew. You get taken home to you. Yeah. Give it... Somebody always says, give it to Condal Crew. No matter if it's food, like... Free stuff, whatever yeah. it is, it goes You'll to Condell. You'll use it up. Yeah. yeah, every time. Yeah. You are the garbage can. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> All right. So 
I was going to ask you a bit about the players in the team because I guess there are some that um, aren't known names to the rest of the footballing world. So you mentioned before the two rookies. So can you tell us a bit about them? Like what sports were they playing before? So Jess Bibby, I think she played 399, very close to 400 games of basketball. Wow. Four? So she, a few teams. So she's played in Australia and gone abroad to the US. Yeah. So she's done... Her basketballing experience has been, and career, is unbelievable. Yeah. She's represented the country and done all these amazing things. And she's come from a really professional background. Like, yeah. she gets it. Yeah. She's not that person that you have to tell to make sure she's hydrated because you know she yeah. is. So she's a really, she's a, a mature age player and she's been really phenomenal with her input into all things professional and fitness-wise as well. And she's she's off the back of a really long career, but she's probably the one of the people that's most willing to learn and try new things and find new ways of doing things because she's probably my height. She's quite short. For a basketballer. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So she's now finding the same problems as me. Like <laughs> when I'm faced with our 18-year-old Ruckman who's mm. like a couple of centimetres off 200, what, yeah. what do I do in mm. this circumstance? So she's been really, really good. And we've got Ali Brush who's co-captain of Canberra United. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So she's played, she's had a long soccer career and she's also played in the US yeah. as well. And she is just, she's one of the fittest people in the group. And mm. she's off the field, one of the easiest to get along with. Everybody yeah. loves her. She's so easy to talk to and get along with. And she's providing this, because she's quite fit and obviously very good with her feet, mm. sort of challenges us mm. in terms of, like, we want to beat Brush in this. We want to, like, we try and play soccer with her in our, our, di- our downtime. She mm. just hammers us. <laughs> And she's, but she's one of those people, like, so we bought a rabbit and she came over and helped us build a hutch. She brought power tools from Canberra and helped us do that, did a sketch, like, got really into it and has provided off-field really good, good social bonding times, I guess. Yeah. So who else in the team have, you know, you've seen before that you didn't really know these girls or their experience or whatever, but what's kind of excited, what players have excited you in terms of now you're going to get to play alongside them and seeing what they can do? Every single person in the group has their own little thing that they're really good at, mm. and it's yeah, don't been, be, don't uh, you don't need to be politically correct. Just pick a few who you really like. <laughs> Everyone across the board has been really good, so yeah. every day I'm surprised by what people can and can't do. But a few people that haven't, we sort of brush over them quite a bit. Uh, girls that have been in our rehab group because yeah. of various injuries, and so we've all like the talent in New South Wales is brilliant. The young talent, especially, has been really good. But I think, so we've got a couple of girls in rehab in Izzy Panglaze and Steph Walker. Mm-hmm. And they're both youngerish players and have had pretty big injuries. And their rehab program looks like hell week. It's when, because they do it on the side of the field when we're training and mm-hmm. it looks truly awful. Yeah. And our strength and conditioning coach is awesome, but mm. she is relentless. Yeah. And you never want to disappoint mm-hmm. her. So I can, I look over and it gives me heebie-jeebies. I'm like, <laughs> I don't ever want to go anywhere near that group because mm. it looks so difficult. And they've smashed their rehab, which is really hard and boring. And I know it's very tedious for them because they're not, they can't do everything with the group. So mm-hmm. it's this massive toll on their emotional and mental side of their game. But they've slowly 
integrated themselves into a few drills and they're destroying it. Steph Walker's had a pretty serious shoulder injury for a while and she's just come into contact. So she, we still give her the pink bib. So it says try not to kill her. Yeah. But she's just come in and turned into a leader as well with voice and direction and has led with all of her actions. And she's very hard on herself. I know this, but I think when she, her, the first drill that she came into, she just smashed it. And I found myself following her and listening to her and what mm. she was doing. And I thought, I was so impressed with that because the workload that most of them, the New South Wales players have gotten at the moment, they've never done before. Yeah. So there's been a few breakdowns and a few physical breakdowns as well because they're just not used to it. And she sort of smashed out this program and got straight into it. Like she's been doing this for 10 years and I was Mm. like, geez, I've got to lift my game. If I go into rehab, I'm going to cry every day. (laughs) I'm just going to prepare myself if I've got to go do that. Yeah. So same with Izzy, she's, I think she's got PCL, so she's got a long process ahead of her, but she's yeah. been absolutely smashing it. And she's in the gym lifting really heavy. And when I go in there, she's somebody that, like, if I'm dying and I need a spot, she'll mm. come and spot me and teach me how to do overhead movements that I've never done before. So yeah. those are the girls that are putting in really, really hard work. And I've been yeah. super impressed and surprised with how well they've gone about doing the little things that have to be done. Mm. Will either of those get a chance to play this season, do you think? Yeah. Yeah. If they keep going with their recovery, I'm pretty sure they're both on track. Steph yeah. maybe is a little bit further ahead. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, that'll be exciting. Hopefully they get rewarded for yeah. all their hard work. The first, Steph's first contest when she came into the group training session, she absolutely blew it out of the water. Mm. Crashed the pack, picked up the footy and hit a, like a 45 metre target. Well, okay. She was probably just desperate for it after <laughs> watching like from the sidelines. Yeah. Yeah. And so they do a lot of running as well. Mm. And so she was just quick and she could run all day. And mm. I was, just felt like I was bloody 10 years behind her the whole training session. Yeah. Well, that keeps you motivated, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> so you're going to go back to Sydney and have another month of training, pre-season training yeah, for round one? Yeah, pretty much. And where's, where's round one? Adelaide in Adelaide. Right. So we're super stoked. We do a lot of travelling, obviously. Yeah. And we're really excited by our fixture. I think it's really conducive to for good footy for us. Yeah. And we play two of our home games are in um, Blacktown. And in Blacktown, it's like 40 degrees yeah, every right. day. So mm. that'll give us an advantage over the teams that we play there. Yeah. And we train in the hot weather yeah. and are used to it. So we are excited about our home games. And yeah. travelling will be really interesting but we like Adelaide at Adelaide round one yeah so we're pumped we're good to go and we've got a few we've got an intra-club match and we're playing a practice match against Brisbane in Brisbane okay at the end of Jan yeah so we're excited to to get that lead up to the season started because pre-season as much fun as it is seeing all these changes in your body and getting a tan and <laughs> and having all those nice things, it's bloody hard. Mm. <laughs> We're a little bit sick of it. Yeah. We want to play footy. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, on that note, uh, thank you for taking the time to talking to this AFL Live. Good luck on the upcoming season. I think it's so exciting. Everyone's so excited to see what's going to happen and um, see how the team's kind of um shape up and what's going to happen round one it does sound like you know i like the way you're talking about the team and that it's quite even um and that i i personally think that 
you know, you have to have champion teams, not teams of champions. And, and if you're coming in all fresh and not knowing each other and it's all just getting proven on the track that that's kind of a recipe to have that, to make the champion team instead of, oh, that's all right, she'll get the ball, mm. that, you know, that kind of thing. So good luck. It sounds very exciting. Thank you. I'm really excited to see how it goes too. I think mm. we're all a little bit, it's the blind leading the blind. So yeah. this will be interesting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> on that note right, thanks Jess it's time for Ask Asta do, 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 do. yes so we've got a few questions this week uh, Alicia Leonard on Facebook Asta O'Connor what are your top three coffee spots in Melbourne and is there good coffee to go to in Footscray for Saturday morning tracks Ooh, great question obviously three bags full is my go-to every day. Not just for convenience of location, but they're great people. Amazing coffee, five senses. I'd, I'd really recommend it. Their house blend, Major Blazer. Mm. Beautiful. <laughs> Second. Let's <laughs> move this along. <laughs> and this is because of uh, location is Hortus in Docklands. And my third would be Code Black in Brunswick. Oh, yes. Mm. But yes, there's lots of great little spots on Saturday mornings around Footscray. What does grey? getting to sort of know it a little bit better, the area, and we, you know, we don't discriminate. We go to all different – every week we change it up. So, yeah. Mm. Okay. On Twitter, at natural underscore justice, what do you need from Western Bulldogs fans to achieve a win in round one? Oh, I think <laughs> – um, Bring me the blood. <laughs> <laughs> this is Ask Asta, not Ask Darcy. Sorry, sorry. sorry. <laughs> that was inappropriate. I'm sorry, <laughs> underscore natural – Justice. No. At. I think the support so far has been fantastic. We've had a couple open training sessions and the doggies people that have been down has been great. But yeah, I guess, you know, you talk with your feet. So come along to Witten Oval and yeah, be there to support us. That'd be great. Would you like a personalised sign? And what should it say? Oh, goodness. <laughs> Unauthorised question, Julia. <laughs> My mum actually, when I was younger, this is probably a good insight into, you know, why I am the way I am. Used to make these very elaborate signs, and uh, it was very, very embarrassing for me. So please don't do that. <laughs> I think Asta is our star. <laughs> yes. Oh, that's cute. Yeah, that's good. That's kind, Darcy. Mm. You're so kind. You're welcome. Mm. Okay, there's a few on Instagram at Talia.strong. What is it like being an AFL player? It is awesome. Yep, it's great. Um, and I'm so glad that's happened in my career time. So, yeah, I feel really privileged, very blessed. Um, it's hard, though, at times. You, um, yeah, like it's challenging and, and all that kind of thing, but you want it You want it to be challenging. So, yeah, I think every girl that's on an AFL list would agree it's, it's just awesome. Mm. Shout out to Strongy. Hope you're well. DG underscore picks. What's the toughest part of pre-season? P.S. Go well. Um, the toughest part of preseason is the one-to-one running. So, like, 30 seconds on, 30 seconds off, or the five and five. So, you just – it just – oh, goodness me. And James McConnell is a big fan <laughs> of the old one-to-one. So, when you see that on the run sheet, you're like, oh, we're in for a big night tonight. So, physically, that's probably the toughest part. But mentally, the hardest part about preseason is getting home and switching off. So, you lie there in bed and you just – me personally, analysing every part of training, what you know, what you need to work on, what you need to improve and that kind of thing. So, yeah. Well, thank That's you. A wrap. That's a wrap. Thank you. Now, hopefully we do get to 
hear you at some point during the AFLW season, um, if your schedules permit. But if we don't... We'll always pop in. Yeah, thank you. Maybe uh, in the lead up to round three. Oh, sounds, good. sounds good. Yeah. Um, yeah. Might need a few longer leads just to... Yes, we might have to separate you a bit. (laughs) I thought you meant because I'm a dog (laughs) and the dogs would be on a lead. I was like, oh, Julia, that's no uh, Microphone leads. (laughs) Uh, But go well and uh, we cannot wait to watch you out there. Mm. It's going to be awesome. Thanks. What boots are you wearing around Mondas? Offshop? Yeah. I don't know. Have you decided yet? No, I'm not sure. I'm just going to keep everyone on their toes and... Hey, can I just say in closing, I never knew what it would be like to have my ankles taped four times a week. <laughs> Wowee. Getting that sticky stuff off, I don't know how you feel, Dust, but it is a battle. Mm. Yeah, Your feet I'd are not in good nick, yeah, are they? Yeah, you'd have some pretty shredded ankles. Yeah. <laughs> pretty yeah. certain most community players just leave the same one on. Yeah. Just, just, too much just go with it. Yeah. 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 A few days of ankle table, do. Shower with it on so it's clean. Yeah. So you know that. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, we've got a, a big couple of months coming up on this AFL Life, so make sure that you subscribe or you follow us on social media at This AFL Life. And we're also amongst the popular vote for the Castaway Awards, which is the Australian Podcast Awards. So That's if exciting. you would like to vote for This AFL Life, please visit castawayawards.com.au forward slash vote. Uh, we'll also share a link on our social channels. How can we vote? You can vote. Everyone can vote. I'm going to vote for someone else. <laughs> That'd be awkward. <laughs> All right. Thanks. See you next time. <laughs> Thank you. Bye. Catch ya. Yeah.